All right. Well, good evening to everyone. Amen. We thank God for our Tuesday night teaching. Our Tuesday blessings before you this evening. Amen. We've got those that are here online, and we greet everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. It's so good to be in the house. It's so good to be amongst the believers and people of God that we are. We have one, one, one peace of mind. Amen. The mind of Christ. That we're together in unity. Uh, this is my wife, Tony Body, and I am Elder Tim Body, and we greet each and every one of you. We're thankful. We're thankful for our Tuesday night teaching. Um, listen, a little different than our pastoral teachings were in the past on Thursday, because um, nights like tonight, it's an interaction. Nights like tonight, we have dialogue. Nights like tonight, we want to break bread together. So we definitely want your input, your response. We want to hear how you're doing, how you're not doing. Um, of course, you may speak at the level of your comfort. Amen. We are transparent people and we love the Lord. Amen. How many of you love God on tonight? Amen. And for those of you that are viewing online. We thank God for our sister, Deldina Graham. God bless you. And any of those that are viewing by way of Facebook, amen, and um, YouTube. YouTube. We want to greet each and every one of you on tonight. We hope that you will receive something that will empower you on tonight, something that will cause you to grow, cause you to think. Um, and sometimes, we may not get everything and hear everything we need to hear individually the hour of, you know, it may be after we leave, after we get by ourselves in his presence, you know, after you jumped in the shower, you know, before you go to bed or, you know, you threw a toy at your spouse or I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that you do. <laughs> Amen. We thank God. <clears throat> Excuse me for each and every one of you. Let's have a word of prayer before we go to a praise and worship selection. Father, we thank you and we honor you. We love you tonight. We appreciate that you are our provider, that you are a protection. And God, that we can go to you in prayer. You said that we, we, have, we can come before you, before your throne of grace, that we could come boldly that we may obtain mercy. We honor you and we glorify your holy name. Father, we thank you that you're here tonight. And God, we pray, God, that you would move and, 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 and have free will, God, in the hearts and the souls of your people on tonight. We thank you, God. We pray for every believer here, we pray for every person viewing in. We pray for every heart, every ear, every man, every woman that, is, that are tuning in on tonight, that God, that you would speak to their hearts. God, that you would speak to us corporately and that you would speak to us individually. Have your divine way. Holy Spirit, you said that you would give us 
all truth and that you would guide us and direct us. And so that is our expectation on tonight. We honor you, Father. We give you praise. We give you thanks in the glorious name of Jesus. And for his sake, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's have a song of worship. Amen. By missionary Lynette Hunt on tonight. Like our God. Amen. Amen. There's no one like our God. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. Come on, sing it with me. None like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. None like you. Our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Lord, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power, our God. Our, our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Lord, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power, our God. Say it again. Our God is greater. Our God is greater, our God is strong. Lord, you are high. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God, listen. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand? You say, and if our God, then who? And who can stand? And if our God, then what can stand? And if our God, then who? And if our God, then what can stand? And if our God, then who? And if our God, then what can stand? And if our God, then who? And if our God, then what can stand? Then what can stand again? Stand, then what can stand again? 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Testing one, two. I hope everyone can hear me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If God be for us, he is more than the world against us. If God be for us, who can stand against us? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank God. Amen. Thank God for missionary Lynette Hunt for always ready. Amen. Worship. Amen. We're here tonight, and that's the kind of interaction, you know, that that we that we need. If we're going to teach, if there's going to be any teaching tonight, we're going to teach. The body is is going to teach on tonight. Amen. We know that we come to the Lord in in, in spirit and worship Him in spirit and in truth. And and I don't know about you, but the older I get, the longer I live, day after day, even hour after hour, I have to come to, to the Lord, to his presence. I have to come to the Lord in worship. I have to come to the Lord, you know, in spirit and in truth. Amen. Because he's real. And that's what he expects from me. And if I want anything from him, I have to do things on his terms. Amen. If I want to to, to reap any benefits. If I want, you know, to, 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 uh, that fruit, first of all, to multiply the fruit and then for the fruit to remain, amen. I have to meet him on his terms. And so, um, thank God for each and every one of you being here on tonight. Those of you that are, that are fresh and new that have come in, um, since I first greeted everyone, God bless you. Good to have you. And the saints are still, marching in amen even online and we definitely want to thank god for each and every one of you um chapter one let me start out by saying personally wow honestly i have to read it again it, it, it's it's deep it's deep and if you guys remember um you know, one of the key words last week during our, our part two of our orientation is allowing God. We have to be at a place where we are allowing God to do things. You know, do we already know that? We do. Through our walk in Christ, we already know that. But I think it's worth repeating. I think it's worth bringing up time after time again, and as a reminder, okay, let me allow God, allow him in my heart as much as I can in my human ability. <laughs> let me allow him in my mindset. Let me allow him, you know, um, to do what he needs to do within Tim. And so chapter one, the problem of emotionally unhealthy spirituality. Keyword today, two keywords. The first one we used from last week, the second one we used from last week, 
discipleship. We are discipleships. We are students of Christ. We are ambassadors, but we are students of Christ, always learning. Never will be able to exhaust the things of God, the kingdom of God, and everything there is to know about God. But we're definitely going to pursue after his righteousness. We're students. We're learning. We take note. You know, we, 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 we want to give um, uh, critical thinking. You know, we want to think things through, dialogue and talk things through, write things down. Um, part of our homework last week, um, if you don't mind my review, is to write a letter or a prayer or a journal, you know, begin a journal, um, you know, write something to God about, you know, a prayer to God as a kickoff, you know, amen, for this, this season, as a kickoff for this, this series of this teaching. Um, you know, emotionally healthy spirituality, you know, um, I don't always write in a journal, but I have a journal. first person I've ever heard in my life that ever wrote a letter of prayer to the Lord was my wife. And she told me her testimony behind um, after we first met. And I think was it might have been after um, I proposed to you or was it when I first allowed you to kiss me? Oh. I can't remember which one. <laughs> I can't remember, but it was before we got married. You didn't get the kiss until you proposed. You're right. She's right about it. She's right about it. But she shared with me, you know, the letter I wrote to God. She said, you're meeting some of those requests. And I'm like, oh, you write a letter to God, you know? And she shared it with me. Um, I've tried it. And I've looked back in my journal, even months, years later, and I could say, he did answer that. I forgot. I forgot I prayed about that. You know what I mean? Oh, he did answer that. Or, um, I don't know if he answered that yet. Let me holler. <laughs> I'm still dealing with that. Or I, I'm, you know. So it, it, it really means a lot. You know, it really means a lot because we know Anything that we take notes in, <clears throat> if it's a grocery list, we're not going to forget it. If it's journaling something in our Bible along the lines of, of something, we're not going to we're not going to forget. We're going to remember those things. And so, you know, um, that journal is for you. It's not really for you to share unless you desire to with anyone, but it's to, to begin or to continue your path in your relationship with God is to continue, is to continue that. And so the first chapter, it's a big wow for me because, thank you, sweetheart, because, you know, um, and let me preface this by saying our, our key word tonight will be not only discipleship, but diagnostic. It's a diagnosis, you know, it's like going to the doctor and getting a diagnosis of what's going on, what issues going on within our lives. And so um, something is desperately wrong. We heard from the author, um, he's diagnosing the problem with being unhealthy emotionally. He's dealing with the, 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 the problem. And of course he's really candid. Of course, you know, 
giving you his own story. You know, this guy, Pete, the author, giving you his own story and sort of setting, setting, setting us up. You know, reading this story, you kind of find and examine yourself. You kind of find some things about yourself. You know, you kind of contemplate some things and um, to take retrospect of some things. And he dealt with the story, Faith and the Pool. Now I have the, um, the updated version, but what I did find out was the set chapter one so far is the same as the original version. Um, I think the only difference was maybe the title, because my wife has the original, thank God for David. Now this one says recognizing, um, for chapter one in the original, recognizing tip of the iceberg spirituality, something is desperately wrong. And when we get to that iceberg, my wife is gonna share some things that she learned that I'm sure you learned as well. Um, so we're still on the same page, everyone. We're still on the same page. We're dealing with diagnostically um, dissecting, if I can use that word, um, emotionally unhealthy spirituality. That's a lot of, for Tim to say all they wanted to articulate. Um, so we, we heard about the story. We heard about his 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 foundation with his with his his background of growing up. We heard about him as as a pastor and you know doing things that he really did not want to do. And I'm going to preface that by using something that I highlighted: pretending was safer than honesty and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Pretending. How many of you do that from time to time? Let's be honest, you know, pretend, you know, I always thought it was just being polite to smile. I mean, you know, we, we know our barriers, you know, but I always thought it was polite to smile when you didn't want to, you know, a toddler, we learned when our son was a kid, my wife stopped me when we were out in public in the mall and things. If someone said hello, if he didn't want to say hello, I would encourage him to say hello. Because I thought he was being, you know, was teaching them to be kind. Well, from what I learned, what I heard that sometimes a child can, yeah, discern a what? person. Not knowingly, but can discern. So I quit doing that. What if we were like that toddler? I don't know. We should be mature, right? We, we, we should be mature spiritually, right? But what we're learning <sighs> cannot be spiritually mature and emotionally immature because they both connect. What we learn, uh, what we're learning is, you know, when you're a believer in Christ and you hear the word, you read the word, you study the word for yourself, the word is preached, the word is taught. You know, the word is read, the word is sung, the word is prayed. It's the word, it's the word, it's the word. Isn't that enough? Especially when everything else fails, do we forsake the holy word of God, the sacred word of God? Now, of course, I'm asking, um, you know, rhetorical questions, but it's just, you know, 
that's what we've learned. And so this gentleman, after giving his story, um, daughter almost drowning, um, really didn't want the company, didn't really need the company, but he wanted to make sure that he impressed his pastor, you know, and was hospitable to the guest person and his wife that he went with it. His wife discerning, where is my child? Only to find their child in the pool face down, if I remember correctly. She was on her tip to, oh, trying to not, okay, not to drown. That's right. You're right. But thank God, right? Thank God his wife, I think her name was Jerry, yelled and said, okay, excuse me. <laughs> I need to go check. I haven't seen my, my child. And so, you know, that brought, brought, brought an epiphany, you know, to this man. It brought an epiphany. Who else remembers something? that I'm not even articulating right now or remembering from that first story, the first couple pages of that, of that chapter. Anyone else remember? Because my question, my first question would be to you, what did you get out of this book? The first chapter, chapter one. Remember, pretending was safer than honesty and vulnerability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. He didn't tell Oh, yeah. Sure. You're right. Right. Oh, yeah. So they was tired, for those of you that could not hear that. The, the gentleman was tired. He was pleasing man wanted to be impressive to his pastor, be hospitality. So when the gentleman went back, he would get sort of a high five, you know, your, 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 your colleague, you know, um, really treat us well. They were really not into the, the, the visit. He did not tell his wife ahead of time. Um, is it okay that we have guests over and treat them for lunch or dinner or whatever time of day it was? And so there was no engagement, as Lynette said, and then to find out that their child was in trouble, trying to please, you know, man. Yes, Felicia. I saw her hand. Okay, whoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, compromise. Yeah, that's good. Compromise. Compromise is not, it can be as positive and it can be just as negative on the other extreme, on the other Richter scale. Felicia? 
Yeah. Right. Oh, sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. be detrimental to our life in Christ. You know, um, not all of our personality has to be changed, but, but some of our characteristics has to be changed. From, from, from Saul to Paul, good, good, good example, good illustration, Tammy. It calls you to stay in there for quite some time, doesn't it? Um, and I think we're good. 90%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can imagine only God knows how many percent of that 90 that we do kind of know. There's something I've been, and I suppress it. But then there's a great percentage that we don't really know, you know. And I know my wife's about to touch that. And I'm going to help her with these papers in just a second. Let me read something. Um, the reality was that, he says, my discipleship and spirituality had not touched a number of deep internal wounds and sin patterns, especially those ugly ones that emerged behind the closed doors of our home during trials, disagreements, conflicts, and setbacks. Now, listen, I'm going to be transparent with you. For those of you that are married, for those of you that used to be married, for those of you who don't care to be married again, my wife and I will have these deep discussions. And one day, I finally heard her say, I just need you to listen. Just listen to what you said. Redman, I was all up in my own muscle feelings, like, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is I was so engaged in her understanding me that I wasn't hearing her. And then on the flip side, she was trying to get me to understand me and what I interpreted what she, what what I said and how she interpreted it. 
And I've learned over the years that feelings have to be validated. And there's a wrong way to say I'm sorry. And there's a correct way to say I'm sorry. For example, well, I'm sorry if you felt that way. That's a, as my dad would say, a, a cop out. Then to say, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings and I wasn't paying attention and burned the bacon on the stove. I don't know, whatever it is, you know, versus, well, we've got another pie. Can we just put some more in there? David back there laughing. Bad example. <laughs> oh, you just had that argument? Okay. <laughs> but, you know, reading this book, I'm dissecting stuff in my mind and kind of separating and, and, and you know, because what happens is it's sort of like you buy a certain kind of car, you get it on the road and you start noticing everyone that has that same car. You know what I mean? You start paying more attention once you become knowledgeable about something. But he talked about that those deep wounds and those uh, patterns of sin, you know, he said, especially those ugly ones, you know, those ugly ones. Um, he said, I was stuck at an immature level of spiritual and emotional development. Until I took that assessment, I didn't realize a lot of things about myself. Some things I could answer like, wow, wow, wow. And then there were other things, especially after it totaled, I was like, oh my, wow. You know, um, you know, all I can do is be the best authentic me, you know, even when I facilitate something like tonight or teach, else I'm wasting my time and your time, wasting my time and your time. Growing up emotionally undeveloped. Very, very few people emerge out of their families of origin emotionally whole or mature. He says in his early years as a believer, uh, he believed the power of Christ could break any curse. We all believe that. And I still believe it. You know, he can break any curse. He says, so I barely gave any thought to how the home I'd left long ago might still be shaping me. When my wife and I um, were, had our first counseling session with my first pastor, when I gave my life to the Lord, the very first words I remember coming out of his mouth, he said to she and I, she, he said, you both are marrying four people. He said, you're marrying, told Tony, she's marrying Big Tim and Little Tim. And he says, I'm marrying Big Tony and Little Tony. And although I kind of got understood that, I really begin to understand it, especially after I said I do, you know, after we start living together and dealing with and meeting family and in-laws and all that kind of stuff, you know, it begins to unfold, right? What shaped me? He says, after all, didn't Paul teach in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that when you become a Christian, old things pass away and all things become new? He said, but Christ has taught me I had to go back and understand what those old things were. And that's the diagnosis. Some old things, we don't even know what they are, you know. Um, and so what they say, you got to do the work if you want to be set free. 
we look at it all the time or Tim, you know, that name it, claim it, grab it, confess it, and you should, you know, and we should, I should. Um, but there were things that God delivered me from right away. And then there were things I had to press. I had to fall a hundred times, you know, and, and, and then I got to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm asking God to forgive me. I haven't really repented because I keep going, you know, so it, it, you know, work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. You know, God's sovereign. I don't know why some certain things he delivered from me from instantly. Took the taste out. But then there were other things that I had to go through a process or go and, you know, or, or, or you know, maybe I had to go to a deliverance service. I don't know. He He's, he's sovereign. He has a plan. You know, he has a plan. But like the author said, we all come from some dysfunctions even if it was three generations before you know um and he's using his own he's, he's using his own story let's go to um the iceberg or do you want to do the trying different approaches to discipleship Tammy sort of stepped into what i was wanting to talk about Okay. However, um, I uh, I have a, a degree in psychology. I don't use it because I'm more social. I'm, I find myself more social, uh, socially inclined and more psych, but I use that to understand people better. Uh, with that being said, uh, when he has the iceberg model, I, I immediately go to, well, why would he use an iceberg to determine uh, different levels of, of, of our mind and how it works and how we suppress things or push it down. So just like Tammy said that, he said that 10% of an iceberg is visible to the eye. So what I wanted you to do is we're giving out sheets to everyone to look at that iceberg. And I want you to take that iceberg uh, image, what lies beneath, and figure out the things that we, the things uh, for the iceberg and it's those things, those conscious level, the things that we think about or what we can see, you know, what people see is what's at the top of the iceberg. But the things that we don't want people to see is further down. And when I looked up what an iceberg is, it said it's a large floating mass ice that detaches from a glacier, an ice sheet or carried to sea. So that immediately tells me that it's something that's kind of cuts off you know, when that piece of ice cuts off and it floats on its own. And then I thought about how with the different way how the ice glacier is, or the ice um, iceberg is, the things lower is things that we don't want people to see. We don't want to see our dysfunctions. When we're at church, you see this up here. I'm smiling, I'm good, I'm gesturing. But the things that you don't see is what I'm dealing with. Got an argument. You know, when my husband, just before we came in, that stuff is still down in here. But we come in, you know, nothing's going on. I'm, I'm good. But um, I really want you to take that iceberg and just to kind of analyze what are things that you harboring or what's those things that you push down? And I know that a lot of times we have to press through to get, you know, like when, you know, we know the fight is on even as as uh, singers, as, God, as we sing uh, as uh, uh, psalmists. 
we have to press through things. And sometimes those things come against us, but sometimes we have to suppress them in order to do what God has called us to do, you know, but we still have to deal with them at the end of the day. And that's where it comes from, you know, um, and, and when our employers talk about a two, two voices, you have that one voice you use in church and then you have that other voice you use when you're not in front of people. You know, there's two voices. They always talk about that and uh, how, you know, people say, oh, they're really nice at church. But man, when they when you see them out, you know, out on the street, man, they they are somebody else. So I guess where I'm getting at is that we some, we have to learn how to deal with those internal things that we are dealing with. You know, even when the story, when he talked about how he grew up, you know, and he how his dad worked all the time and his mom was dealing with mental illness, you know, and he talked about things that they dealt with as kids. And as soon as they graduated, they moved, you know, they were, you know, they were like, let me get out of this place. I, I want to go. They went away to school to get away from it. But all he was doing was suppressing it because then he gets married and he's busy. He's doing the same thing his dad did to him. And now his wife is dealing with some things. So with that, I just really want you to just kind of analyze the, the, the uh, iceberg mold to try and find out what's deep inside that we can learn how to deal with, you know, uh, just like we talked about how you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with two different people here and we're coming from two different families and we have our vision of how that looks. And, and, and that's well and good, but that's not going to be the same thing that we're going to have. We're going to have, we have to make our own uh, way a family should look, you know what I mean? And we got the brokenness, we're bringing all that in there but learning how to deal with it when we think it should be there. You know, we should have this time where we're all sitting at a, a table and eating. Well, you know, that don't always happen <laughs> when a family can get together and just eat, you know, because everybody's doing different things. But that's really what the just of what I really got out of this iceberg model was to deal with what am I suppressing internally? You know, because eventually it does come out. I, I will tell you that you know, you know, uh, what they say, it'll eventually will show up somewhere where you, where you've learned how to deal with or put it somewhere in your head, in your mind. And then somebody says something, you go, whoop, you like, you ever been around somebody and it goes, whoop, you're like, where did that come from? Because you keep pressing it down. And then it's like, sort of like, uh, if you just keep pressing down something, it'll, everything will pop out. It'll come out to top eventually. But what do you think about the iceberg, uh, model and, what lies beneath the surface. Sometimes when we can see that in other people too, we'd be like, okay, you know, she's gonna she's gonna blow up about right now, you know, because she's, you know, 
yeah, you can see it coming, you know. <laughs> so, so on that note, um, what things do you notice within yourself or other people? I mean, in general, let's just speak in general <laughs> and keep it safe. Um, that manifests from the root of the iceberg in your own life, in your own world. When, you know, what anger, for example. Yeah. Exactly. created in, in, in the image of God? Didn't he create us in his image? Give me some components. I'm looking for one or two components of that image. Knowing that, give me some a couple components as we are created in his image. Yeah. Emotional. I wrote down in here emotions or feelings. Right, um, we put way too much trust in our feelings. I've heard it. I watched it on television. I've had it demonstrated in front of me. I've had coworkers in the past that felt like if I go off on you, I'm giving you my truth. This is who I am. You have to deal with that. No, you're angry and you're bitter. That's that's what the problem is that's not kind, you know, I mean, and, and you know, we give, we, we give excuses, this is yeah, me, right, 
I'm, I'm just I'm just real. Yeah, you're real bitter and you're real nasty. Yes, Felicia. <laughs> Because you're not doing something, you're necessarily being changed in the church. Yeah. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Felicia. Mm -hmm. It takes hundreds and thousands of years to It's a process. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Sure. Mm -hmm. Daily. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Right. That's right. That's right. That's why the Bible says that, you know, be angry and sin not. It's right. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Um, okay. It says that of the 90% below surface, it says the problem is that a large portion, see the dot, you know, below the line, remains untouched by Jesus Christ until there's a serious engagement with what I call emotionally healthy spiritual spirituality. So it's, it's, it's learning how to, to deal with those hurts. You know, it's a process. What I go through when I, my process may be different from yours. I think sometimes we think people should be at a certain point in their lives and it's not so we're all different. So I might not get there as soon as, you know, if I'm grieving, I might not get there where you, when you're there, it may take me a while to grieve through it, but I'm pushing through it and I'm moving forward. So, you know, I, I think we can be as, as, uh, people of God, we can't be judgmental thinking you need to be at certain levels or growth. But as to me, what I'm saying is, is that as long as we're moving forward, as long as you keep moving, that's our, that's Tim and our motto, keep moving, keep moving forward. Maybe it's baby steps. You know, I tell my mom all the time, okay, if today was a good day, you know, tomorrow, I don't know, but to just be at the point where, where you at right now, I'm good today. Tomorrow, some things going to come at me, but I'm still going to press through it. You know, it's just pressing through it. That's the most important thing is to keep moving. And I thank God for your testimony. Amen. Amen. It is. Everybody. Right. That's what I hear. We, we always, we want to say, I, uh, we look for similarities among ourselves in Christ, but We've got to allow people to be different. We got to accept the difference. Just because we may be at the same place, but it looks different in us because of where we come from and what we've gone through to get there. I, I, one of the things that I learned years ago in a, um, and have worked through is to accept my difference and someone else's difference. Because differences does not mean, because I, what, what, what I'm going through or what I've been through and where I am now does not look like they were originally from. Does not mean that I'm at a lesser level right. than she is. Right. Or that she's at a lesser It's just different. Okay. And differences are okay. It really is. And so we shouldn't judge ourselves. And that's where that's where the judgment comes We are we use somebody else's life as the level for the term of where we are, instead of using the word of God. Or and the and the things that God has given us to judge where our levels are. Sure, amen. And that is and you know, different. Amen. Okay. Amen. Right. Yeah. Very good. And pain has a way of opening us up to truth. And as my wife said, said, and I think the author said, get you moving, get you going, get you started. Yes, Pat. Yeah. And, um, that mm -hmm. But the thing is, too, is, is that in 
good. Mm -hmm. Right. That's correct. up on my skills as far as with Zoom, you know, unfortunately, if you're not here, it's really kind of hard to, to engage and get in. I know we did some screen sharing and I appreciate David for this. What you just received is just something that for you to take home. It's another exercise for you to think about as you're praying, as you're reading the word of God, as you're studying. Um, it deals with uh, giving you a sheet that I don't think it's not in came out of the updated book. There was an appendix that after I read the chapter, it led me to and opened my eyes. Defining emotional health is concerned with such things as the following. Find out where you are there. Contemplative spirituality, on the other hand, is concerned with slowing down to be with God, focusing on such practices as the following, okay? And I think you have a front back copy. This is basically when it comes up to you. I mean, I know it's hard for everyone to see online. I'm so sorry about that. But this is when it comes up to you. For you guys to be able to see it. Um, we know the scripture, Matthew 22, 37 through 40, basically talks about love the Lord God with all of your heart, Mind and soul, right? And then love, love, love yourself, okay? And then love each other, right? So this diagram simply says, and you look at this type of cross, love God well, love others well, love yourself well. What the author is saying is it takes emotional health and contemplative spirituality. To connect in order to successfully build yourself and build with others, connect with others, connect with relationships, connect most of all with God. It takes, okay, the meat of today, chapter one, is so much more there that we can talk about. We don't have to. But if you don't take anything else away, take this away with you, that it does take both. We are created in the image 
and our image is more than how we look and God is glorified, how we're different and God is glorified, but our emotional health is a component, as Dr. Shear said, our feelings, our emotions were created in the image of God. And that is an important component in the image of God. Amen. Amen. Try on being. We are spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. And um, we tend to count uh, in, in the focus is our emotions, our feelings, those are the, the way we make decisions and things. And we tend to focus on physically being well and spiritually being well. But emotionally, we ignore that. We, it, for some reason, when we get saved, we just think that everything, you know, we just, we give up a whole side of ourselves. But that side is needed. That side is what's, that's the side that would have caused us to come to the point where we notice that someone needs God. That is the side that will cause us to connect with one another as well as connect with others. With, and if we ignore that, we can't grow. We're going to be, there's, um, there's a word that I learned years ago in the Greek, it's called scatos. Scatos means darkness. That means that we're in, in as far as Christian, that means that we're going to be walking in faithfulness. And the body of Christ, if, if I'm reading chapter one and I'm understanding chapter one correctly, that is the way his life was. And we, we cover that up by doing what he says. We try to do more, read more, pray more, go to church more. We do We try to cover that up by doing things instead of dealing with the real issue. And that is allowing God to touch us emotionally. We forget that the only thing Christ asks us to do is to come to know him. That is our whole purpose of being saved. That is how we're going to get eternal life, is by knowing him, having the right perception of him. And you cannot have the right perception if your emotions aren't touched and engaged in this relationship that we have. Amen. Amen. And with that being the final thought for tonight, we're going to pray. It's eight o'clock. Amen. Amen. We want to respect everyone's um, time. We thank all of our viewers online. We thank God for this host of believers here with us on tonight. Um, wow. We've got some. We've got some chats. Ah, I wish we would have seen that or I would have seen that. Um, it's already eight o'clock. Unfortunately, um, someone someone shared, um, I believe with Graham, and I'm not sure where we were talking in, 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 in our thoughts tonight, but he talked about um, become emotional triggers. Um, someone else said something about growing up emotionally undeveloped. And I'm having a hard time pulling this up. Thank you so much, Steve. Wow, I can't I can't operate that right now. I don't know what's going on with my computer, but we thank God for everyone that did send a chat. Someone said he was so busy and wanted him to give them his family more um, to his free time he had become a man pleaser. And I think we all shared that 
earlier. Thank you, Brother Graham. Um, we thank God for each and every person. We thank God for you. Let's pray, shall we? Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for the dialogue. Thank you for the exercise. Thank you for God just allowing us to dive deeper, God, into this, um, this chapter. God, diving into emotionally unhealthy, diagnosing, God, what we need to see, what we need to understand, oh God, giving us, Father God, an unction, Lord, how to pray for ourselves, oh God, how to pray for one another, oh God. We thank you for every home that's represented here and those that are, that are on Zoom, YouTube, and, and Facebook Live. We thank you for every family, God. We pray, God, that you will continue to guide us, to strengthen us, that you would perfect those things that concerns us. We know that you give us all things, Lord God, that, that, that pertains to life and to godliness. We thank you, Father God, that, that, you, that you are with us, God, that you are the hope of glory, and that, Father, you have so much more for each and every one of us. You are the master physician. God, you are the master physician. You are Lord of all. You're the harvest of breakthrough. You are the God of, of Shalom. You are peace. And your son has been presented as the Prince of Peace. You are the answer. Hallelujah. You're the antidote, oh God to any poison. God, you are the great I am. And God, we thank you for bringing us into a, such a unique teaching. So unique that I'm sure most of us had to think about, let me look at this book again. Let me read this chapter again. Let me, uh, let me highlight, let me understand, let me pray. God, we thank you that you're holding our hand, that you are the good shepherd. We are your sheep. Hallelujah. And God, we will continue to allow you. We will continue to be willing, God, to open our heart, give us understanding, dissect what's there, and, make, and, and cause us to be free, cause us to be healed, cause us to be delivered. We honor you, we love you, and we thank you. In the blessed name of Jesus, we all pray and we all say amen, amen. God bless everybody. See you next Tuesday, 7 p.m.